0: Hello, I'm Finn. Welcome to Finn's Fish Tales. These are my stories. I made them all up. Welcome to Finn's Fish Tales. This is the first of a series of podcasts, and uh, these podcasts will feature a short story I wrote. Some are new and some are older and some aren't yet written. I'm hoping to do some episodic podcasts for the longer stories. I plan to release a story a month and I hope you enjoy them. I also have a website called finsfishtales.com. That's Tales, T-A-L-E-S, on which you can find the podcasts. I hope you enjoyed these stories and I really appreciate you taking the time to have a listen. So please subscribe and enjoy. Thank you hope springs with the firing of the clockwork starting gun the day's race had begun frankie carlyle raised his oversized head with a grimace his bedroom stank of stale cigarettes and dead air the morning sun through the dirt beige net curtains gave off little heat as it broke the charcoal gray clouds but it blinded him nonetheless The grime of the unwashed windowpane provided no solace from the piercing rays. He dropped his head back into the pillow's arc and covered it with a blanket for protection. On Dame Street, in the city's dirty damp soak of motor fumes, wet hair and morning dew, the early morning grind was being fought, one rotation at a time. Cars and vans wrestled for position as cyclists teased the course down through the seams, like the meandering patchwork of badly timed stitches. As the ground troops dogged and dodged each other on the pathways to the sides, something was stirring in the dark underneath, pushing and creeping ever upwards, searching for a crack or a give in the man-made crust of tar and stained concrete, until finally reaching the surface, where the pavement meets the gutter. First seeping, then splurging, water, ignoring the drain, Began crawling into the road's edge, creeping into every indent and spreading out into a broad semicircle, unnoticed by the city's shuffling populace. Frankie turned on the TV. Despite always being annoyed by the fluff and chatter of the breakfast show, it served as a useful disturbance. It kept him moving. The shiny fake tan guy was talking to a breezy comrade in arms about soap opera plots and celebrity gossip is she isn't she did he the plato and socrates of the new millennium he thought to himself as he took a white shirt from the kitchen clothes horse and laid it on one of the pea green couch cushions as the urn heated on the wooden arm to the side it was an uncomfortable couch but one hell of an ironing board in the bathroom as he brushed his teeth he wondered who was looking back at him from the medicine cabinet mirror the latest facial lines which had been added to the collection were badly written and of no laughing matter. Licking the toothpaste from the corners of his mouth, he then spit the wash into the sink and returned to the couch and the ironing at hand. Some miles away, Tracy sat in her car, having long since left her home. Off-peak, during light traffic, her journey would take maybe half an hour, but this was the morning rush. Rush, she thought to herself as she applied her cherry-red lipstick in the reflection of her rearview mirror. The car radio chattered away as murmurs and groans sounded from the engines of the surrounding cars as the pods of fibreglass and cheap metal edged along in a dead-leg shuffle, serenaded by a thousand cheap car stereos. The songs were different, but the tune was the same. Back on Dame Street, the city workers had been called. With the pressure increased, the water now spouted up a foot or two. As they wandered to and fro in their neon jackets, they removed their hard hats and collectively scratched their heads, confused as to the source. Pastor boys had begun to sidestep the mysterious font as the city workers placed knee-high metal fencing around it. One of the workers surveyed a chart laid out on the back of an open-doored van as he argued over the phone with a faceless official. Frankie fixed his pale blue necktie to his starch white collar as he rounded the corner onto Thomas Street. The street traders were still offloading their wares from their converted 30 year old baby carriages as their underlings unfolded their collapsible stalls and placed them within the white outlined squares which were drawn out on the grey flagstone assigned to them by the local city council as frankie passed the worn and powdered orange brick of the art college something caught his attention through the arch gateway his eye got pinned on three art students in varying levels of distress their fashion sense having left many victims in its wake due to the distraction he almost rear-ended two elderly ladies on the path in front of him if it were not for their nasal itching choice of cheap and spicy perfume which gave off an early warning He could have ended up face first in tightly knitted blue curled hair. Thankfully, they were awash with the scent. A piece of good fortune he soon paid for as he walked in their tailwind trying not to sneeze. Tracy's car dragged into the city centre. On the pathway to the side, a wizened newspaper seller stood by a white metallic stall. His gender defined by his long dark coat and flat tweed cap. Minister and the Millions, another snake on the make getting caught on the take, he hollered. What's new, thought Tracy. What's new says you, said the newspaper man. The coincidence startled Tracy for a moment. Although seated, the motorized slog was taking its toll. She jerked her hips forwards, backwards and sideways as she tried to get comfortable. The metallic jangling and perky voices on the radio did not help her mood any. As her car nudged into Dame Street, she noticed the city workers up ahead. The workers had moved their metal fence further back as the water had begun sputtering in stops and starts. Frankie was making his way down past City Hall, and upon spotting the workers in their yellow neon jackets, he wondered what the commotion was. The water spurt suddenly stopped. Again the city workers looked to each other. The ground beneath their feet began to tremor slightly at first, making them question the feeling. Then with a sudden ground shake, a torrent of water sprang some twenty feet into the morning air. They rushed for cover, as commuters stopped their vehicles and watched in awe. Some left their cars for the better view. The water held a steady jet, keeping it at a consistent height, but swaying slightly. A ray of light pierced the grey clouds, causing a shimmering haze of reds, blues and greens at its summit. The gathering crowd looked on in disbelief. The concrete citizens had never seen such a flagrant act of nature, small on a global scale, but wondrous and magical to the eye of a lifetime city-dweller. Frankie stood a little back from the main gathering, overcome with a calmness he had not felt in years. To his side, Tracy stepped out from her car and stood beside him, all watched in wonder glancing briefly at their fellow onlookers for confirmation of the sight they beheld frankie looked around for he too wanted a fellow witness to this natural wonder tracy caught his eye she noticed him too they smiled to each other as suddenly as it had begun the water stopped a tower of water fell with a crash leaving a large pool as the pool began to dissipate the crowd of onlookers began to speak to each other discussing the shared event For those moments, the daily urgency, the economic grind of city living was washed away. People paused and wondered at their surroundings, noticed each other, connected. The city had taken a breath.